Hi, welcome to the first day of 2024. If you are listening to this in real time, it is January 1st, 2024, and I'm releasing this episode because I want to tell you about this challenge that Lindsay Heiserman and I did throughout the month of December. So settle in, have a listen, and be sure to stay tuned through the end as I will update you on whether or not I completed the challenge. Happy listening. All right, we're back. Tiff and I, chat talks, real talks, shoot the shit, whatever the case is, whatever you want to call it, we're back to just chat about things. And I'm always excited to have these conversations. They mostly stem around nutrition, exercise for really real people. And if this is the first time you've listened to our chats, we're both personal trainers. We have background in nutrition and exercise. And for some reason, that means that a lot of people think we've always got it figured out or that we don't have our own issues that we struggle with or that we don't have questions we ask ourselves or that we aren't constantly learning or that things aren't hard, which all of those are true. So today we're going to focus on a challenge that we have done in the month of December called three for 31. And I'm just going to let Tiff tell you what it is. Yeah. So three for 31 is something that Robin Arzon from Peloton created. Um, And it started, I think this is like her 10th year. I remember her saying, Um, But when she first started it, which I think is really cool, it was run three miles every day for the 31 days of December. And as the world has evolved and as she has evolved, she's had two babies now, which I think really impacts how you view fitness. Um, She has changed the challenge for walk, run, jog three miles a day, or move your body for 30 minutes every day in December. Her process and her thought behind creating this was if you can commit to moving your body every day in December, which is usually the busiest time for a lot of people, you and I have spoken about how December actually is a very hard mental health month for a lot of people. So you're looking at it from busy, you know, calendar events, all of the things that December brings and mental health is usually kind of a little bit lower due to the season, whatever's coming up. If you can commit to moving your body every day for these 31 days, like you're going to feel so empowered moving into next year, feeling like, okay, I got this. I can do hard things no matter what my schedule brings. Um, That's kind of what she has created. um, And I've wanted to do it since I've found her, I think in 2016, I found Peloton. Um, and it just never really worked out for a multitude of reasons. Either I wasn't fit enough. Um, I had a trainer one time that convinced me I should not do it, that it wasn't worthwhile, that it wasn't anything that I should be doing. And then I wasn't healthy enough. And, um, this year was my year that I wanted to give it a whirl. You? Yeah. I feel like I'm very similar in the sense of the mindset around, well, you shouldn't be exercising every day or you need these rest days or, Um, that's too much. And the more that, you know, you and I have talked about this and the more I get to know myself and I just made a reel on Instagram the other day about this, but you sometimes need to be harder on yourself to put more demands on yourself and not, this is where the fine line exists, which is not to be obsessed about something And I have done all the things I have been obsessed about exercise where like I couldn't function if I didn't meet my minimum requirements of minutes. And that was a mental health problem. 
And I have merged all the way over to taking too many rest days and not doing quote unquote enough or whatever the ends of the spectrum are. And I'm just going to keep using this phrase because it entertains me. But as I've gotten older, (laughs) I will be 40. So like as I've gotten older, I have realized how much and, you know, with my knee problems, that movement matters the most. Exercise is great, but movement matters the most. So when you were like, I think I'm going to do three for 31, I'm like, oh, this will be good. I don't have any intention of running. I'm barely back to attempting to run, but I can walk. And I haven't put that many miles on my legs in months. And so I thought to myself, this is good because it can also be broken up throughout the day. Nobody made a rule that had to be all at once. It can be a walk and then a short walk, and then you can add everything together. And it was just a great accountability piece. You know, can you keep that promise to yourself? And I think the more I work on things that I say are goals, I will let myself off the hook. I just, before we got on, I was like, well, I just ate too many chocolate chips right out of the bag. And that doesn't feel great. It's kind of those things that I want to work on being a little Again, some people take this the wrong way, but a little more strict with myself. And the three for 31 was a great way to say, can you just adhere to something every day? Yeah. And let's just say that I told Lindsay I was going to do this and she never told me that she was going to, but then we were having our daily conversations on Instagram and it like came out. She was like, okay, I got to get my three miles in for the day. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. That's great. <laughs> it's like, it was never like a verbal, but we talked about it. Um, and yeah, my concern is for me, I want to run another half marathon and the thought of maybe running another marathon and making a more of a joyous, um, occasion for me instead of my marathon was a total shit show of emotions and for all the wrong reasons. Um, and I'm like, can my body handle it? I've been worried about this hip. I have hip bursitis. Um, I mean, I have arthritis in both hips and my lower back. Um, and sometimes it flares up. And so I was like, can I do this? And if I can do these three miles a day for 31 days, why couldn't I, right? Like this is like either going to make or break my ideas of what I can do as a runner. Um, And for me, I knew that I might not be able to run the three miles every day. And I had the intentions of if I need to break it up, I'll break it up. If I need to walk, I'll walk. Um, It just so happens that once I, so far, once I have started my, um, three miles. I've just done it all in one session. And it's been a combo of some of them I've ran the whole time. Some of them I, you know, do a, a walk, run, walk type situation. Um, but yeah, it has been interesting to learn about my body and to be able to trust that it can do the hard things again. Mm-hmm. And I knew going into it also that there would be hard days in the sense of mm. it's running out, like it's busy or you have those commitments, or you didn't plan your day well enough. And I will also say I've lucked out immensely that it has been such a warm December. Last year, if I had tried to do this, it would have been so much harder because we had ice all over last year and the weather was awful. So I think I knew the weather was going to be decent too, which was going to help. You know, sometimes the situations have to be right. But there were, especially in the last 10 days, many a days that like it got to be the end of the day and I'm like haven't done those miles 
what am I going to do? Like that is when it really matters. The easy days are easy, but it's those other days where you're like, I just could not. And nothing would happen. Like actually nothing would happen. And yeah, I, I have some of those days too. Yeah. Um, and it's, I guess I went into it with the expectation of that it was going to be hard, right? I've never ran. I've never done a run streak. Even when I was marathon training and what I say, quote unquote, the best shape of my life, never, ever did I want to do a run streak. Like I would run maybe three days in a row and I was like, Hey, I need a break. And I would sit on the couch and do nothing um, for a couple of days. Um, but I, I went into this thinking that it was just going to be hard and that my body was going to like slowly unravel itself. And I was going to have these aches, these pains and all of these things. And so I kind of already anticipated that as it got further along in the month, it was going to be much harder. Um, and then we had two weekends where we had basketball on Saturday and then tournaments on Sunday. And it just was so crazy and busy. And then we had all the holiday stuff for the kids. I helped um, cook food all day, one day for an event for my daughter. And those days were really, really, really hard, <laughs> really hard. So like, yes, I'm going to do this. Um, and some of them were late in the day, like yours. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like the last thing I want to do at eight o'clock at night is to oh. get three miles in but I'm like what else am I going to do I haven't really like even though I was quote-unquote busy I didn't really move my body like right. standing and cooking is not moving your body watching basketball and helping in a snack shack is not moving your body I was tired my body was tired just from the input of people and the busyness but I actually hadn't done anything with my body so um yeah it got harder the closer it got to Christmas but what was incredible to me, and I knew this would happen because I've done hard things before with fitness and I've done hard training before and proved to myself I can do hard things. But with this, what really, I think what I needed was to remind myself that I'm worth keeping that promise to. And that's where I just feel like we lose it a lot where you're like, it's just not worth it or I'm not, I don't have enough time. So I'll just skip it. And the funny thing is, even when it was late, I would remind myself your other option that you would actually be doing right now would be sitting on the couch watching TV. Like you're Same. telling yourself you don't have the time, but it's just that your alternative is what you're used to. And your alternative tells you that, you know, post dinner, you just sit around and watch TV before you go to bed. And if you actually look at the amount of time that you're sitting around, scrolling your phone, watching TV, not doing anything that great, you could be going out for this walk. And for me, it was, I think, a little bit easier because it was a walk, which is a lot less like you've got to be prepped for running. You can't have had maybe a huge meal right before it was like I could have dinner and then just go right outside for a walk, which also I was like, wow, going for a walk after dinner makes your digestion feel better. And the fresh air is really nice. And how this is really great. Or in the morning going for like a mile, I'm like, oh, that really sparks my day or gets my creativity going and the fresh air is nice. None of this is new information to anyone. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's not. not. Why do we have to keep learning it over and over and over? Yeah, no, I don't know. And it's, yeah, like you said, you could go for a walk anytime. And I have had to do a little bit more planning. I've had to 
get up earlier than what I would like and get on the treadmill. Um, I've had to stay up later to do my run. Um, and again, all things that like you, my alternative was to do nothing, either to sleep in or to sit on the couch, which are valid options. Um, if my body needed it, but my body didn't need it. I'm not going at this. Like I'm not running sprints every day. I'm not doing all efforts every day. I'm walking when I need to walk. Um, my own promise to myself is I wanted to get at least 50% of the three miles running. And I would say most of the time it's more like 75% to hundred percent of it is running, um, at an easy pace. Some of them have been a little bit harder, um, but that was just, again, my own challenge to myself of can my body withstand this stimulus um, again? And uh, yeah, like the alternative just didn't right now for me, like I know what it feels like to sleep in and I know what it feels like to sit on the couch and say, yeah, I can do it tomorrow. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but where I'm at in my own personal space um, is not what I want for myself. No. And what that made me think of is the way I've learned again and again and again, that I deal with stressors best by moving my body. And there's been a lot of stressors in my life. And I think for anyone, there's always stressors or there's always busyness or there's always challenges, whatever the case but I'm used to being able to be like, oh, I can just go like pound out this aggressive run or I can ride. We've talked about this, I think, or I can do a hit and hills ride and like really just almost like a punishment, aggressive stress relief sort of exercise scenario, which feels great. I'm not going to say it doesn't because it does to like let the stress leave your body through an all out workout feels awesome. <laughs> Is it the best thing over and over again? Probably not. But as I have had to adapt to, I can't really do that all the time. I can always walk. And it is incredible that I keep learning this every time that I feel so good when I walk. And I had to laugh because I heard someone else say they're a runner, but they've had to take time off for um, illness. And as they go, they've done a lot of walking and as they go back to try to run again, they're like, I don't know why people want to run. It's so hard. Walking <laughs> is so enjoyable. <laughs> and I laugh because yeah. that's sort of how I feel now. I'm like, oh, now I know why people walk all the time. It's quite lovely. <laughs> it's not near as hard as running. <laughs> it's not near yeah. as hard as running. So with me, um, especially where I have done the bulk of my miles inside on a treadmill, which is a whole other topic for me, but, um, it always causes a little bit more anxiety because all the numbers are right there in my face. I don't have the pressure on me. And so I can't be stressed and run on the treadmill because it makes me have panic attacks. Mm. And so for me, it has been a completely different experience of managing my mental health and my stress and having hard conversations um, with my husband or uh, those sort of things in order to be able to get it done and have it be enjoyable. Cause that was the other thing is I was like, I'm not going to do this. If my body is falling down broken, I'm not going to do this. If like my mental health can't handle it. I um, now in the better headspace of just like, if I can do it, I will do it. And if I can't, like, if I literally can't, then that's okay. 
and I would have switched and I, I could have done walking or whatever else. Um, but it honestly has also been a challenge of managing mental health, managing my anxiety, um, and all of those things. And I will say that my goal was the only person I was going to tell about this was you, because I wanted to do this for me. I didn't want to check in on social media. I didn't want to like people to be asking me, Oh, did you do it? Like, I don't, I wanted it just to be something for me. Um, and then again, if my body couldn't handle it, I didn't have to explain to anyone that I'm not doing it or whatever. Um, and I end up, I ended up telling my husband, cause I had to tell him, I have to get my run in like three or four days in a row. And I was like, I don't want him to think that I'm becoming obsessive again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I ended up telling my friend that I run with because I'm like, Hey, we have to do three miles. And the next time I run through, I'm like, Hey, we have to do three miles. I'm like, okay, I better tell her. Cause she hasn't been running that much. I think I've only run with her twice this month. Yeah. And then I also told my mom who had surgery, who wanted to run with me. I'm like, Hey, but can you do three miles? Cause I'm kind of doing three for 31. And she does, does Peloton too. So she knew what it was. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I think I can do it. It's no big deal. So I told a very small amount of people again, because when I ran for mar- when I ran my marathon, I told everybody mm-hmm. and it was like this, like I needed that validation for everybody that this was so cool that I was doing it. And it's like, I don't, I'm at a spot where I'm super comfortable with my own health and fitness journey. And I don't need to tell people about it other than like, I talk about it because it's my profession and I want people to understand um, what bigger bodies can do and that sort of thing. But this is for me and it's not for social media. And it wasn't, I didn't need anybody to stand on a soapbox and clap for me. Um, And so that has been a whole other, whole other piece of the puzzle to me. Like this wasn't just about a running goal, even though I thought it would be to start, like it has really turned into a, like this mental health, social, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like, was so much bigger than just three miles a day. I've had the similar transition and not really with three for 31, but I remember maybe we've talked about this. There was a movie made about obstacle course racing years ago when it was like really in its height. And they were talking about how it really grew because it was so well-timed with social media's growth that you could post these pictures of you at this crazy event. And people would be like, wow, what is that that you're doing? Which helped the sport grow. But at the same time is kind of when I was doing it. And I was also at a point in my life where I needed a lot of external validation. So it was so important for me to post these pictures and then have comments and have people like reinforce it and show them our training. And this is what we're doing. And look at how hard I'm working and look at this really impressive event that I'm doing. And I don't think in the moment I realized how much I needed that until I slowly grew out of it. And one day I was like, did we even post a picture of our race? Like, it was just not even a thought. I didn't even think to post it. And in the movie, there was a line that will always stick with me was, if you don't post a picture of it, does it still matter to you? And I just, especially in that context where, A, it really helped the sport grow. But for me, I really did for a long time need all of that outside. And I was doing it for that reason. And as I've gotten older, how many times can I say that? Should we make it a drinking game? Of water, people, <laughs> of water. I got some coffee here. Or coffee, or coffee. So take two <laughs> drinks now. But honestly, as I've gotten older, fitness has just become for me. It's not for show. I don't have anything left to prove to anyone. 
but I have my whole life and my health and my fitness to worry about. And that's not for anyone else to worry about. And I don't need people to clap for me. I really don't anymore. And so doing these things in secret where nobody needs to know, like, except the people in your life who you're making decisions with, like your husband's like, why are you running every day? Well, actually, let me tell you, you know, versus it for show. That's what I hope people can get to a point where it really just matters to you and that you're making those decisions for yourself, not for any of these external reasons. It's kind of like the same question where people will ask us, what's the best exercise to do? And I'm like, the one you like doing, it really is that simple. If you like Zumba, do Zumba. If you like dancing, do dancing. If you like swimming, swim. What is it that makes you feel good? Yeah, I would agree um, about when our social media grew, most people's external validation grew too, which did help a lot of people become healthier. Um, but then, especially with um, extreme fitness, you know, beach body, weight watches, all of that. Um, the opposite also was true is that when people lost that, because those things are very hard to maintain, their mental health actually went the opposite direction so much faster because they couldn't show up on social media as the person who did all the things because now their body was bigger and whatever else. So, um, but I, I did that with my keto journey and my running journey is the external validation kept me going. Um, and I don't know, again, if it's because I go older too, take a drink, um, <laughs> but, or because I became a fitness professional. I like, I think of so many different things, right? There's so many different reasons to why, um, I am at where I'm at and I don't need to post about it or to talk about it with people. And I do my own thing. Um, I don't know. It just, it feels really good to not have to feel like I have to post it on social media and get even feedback, even if it's not validation. I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to try and reason it to anybody of why I think it's a good idea. And I don't have to, for somebody to be like, oh, running every day, isn't that so unhealthy? Like, I don't have to have those conversations. Um, and furthermore is, I told my mom, my best friend, my husband, and then you knew, of course, because we talked about it before I started it. But no, no single person has ever texted me and said, hey, did you get your miles in today? Right. You and I talk about it, but we've <laughs> never even asked, like, hey, did you get your miles in? I usually be like, oh my gosh, I just got my run in and it was so hard. Or, oh, wow, that run felt so fantastic. And you're like, hey, I'm talking to you yeah. out, out on my walk. You know, like it's, it, there's nobody asking us. There's nobody holding us accountable. And that's what I wanted. Like, I didn't yeah. want to have to prove to anybody that yes, I'm doing it. I don't want to have to check in with anybody. I just wanted to be able to do it and it to be joyful in the sense of it being my own like journey to whatever it is that it turned out to be. I will say that my expectations going into it are actually not my reality coming out of it. This is day 28. I don't know. You might've gotten your miles in or most of them in today. Did, yeah. It's really early. So I have <laughs> not... I have not, um, but we have what, four days left. So yeah, 12 miles left, um, going into this. And I just will say that I, like I said, what my expectations of what my body was going to do heading into this 27 days in, it's not, it's not what happened. I don't know if you've had the same 
experience or whatever, but it has, I don't know, it's been a really fun experiment for me. Mm -hmm. It also helped me. I know I messaged you a couple times about feeling the start of the shame around eating and the size of my body, my perceived size of my body, which was really bloating from eating a lot of sugar and crap. And then you mentally think that whole thing that happens, especially around the holidays, because I have stopped. How do I say this? I've released like the control that food has over me in the sense of like the restrict or then the binging on food. And I just allow food to be food. But this also means that I sometimes eat more than I should, like these chocolate chips, but I'm not near as, I don't shame myself over these things anymore. And so in the holidays, I'm really practicing the mindfulness around it. Was that too many cookies? Do I feel fine? How did I, how does my body feel? Do I want to eat that treat? Is that one of my favorite treats? Is it not one of my favorites? Am I just eating it to eat it? And kind of these curious questions. But there was a fine line many times throughout the month where I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel really gross. I ate too many cookies. My body is going to just, I'm going to be a snowman soon, like, or whatever. Like my mind started to really run away from me. And I will say that the quote unquote forced movement made me feel better. Does it solve that I ate? It's not a burning calorie for calorie, which I used to try to do. Oh my God, I ate five cookies. Now I have to burn <laughs> a thousand. Yep. I did that before. I've done that. I've done many calculations like that. This was purely, oh, I just feel calmer now. My digestion actually feels a little better because I went for a walk. I burned a little of the energy from the cookies. So I don't have quite the sugar rush feels a little better different from the shame cycle. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does because again, when you're moving your body, regardless of what you're eating or regardless of anything else, it actually does feel really good. Mm -hmm. And, um, for you, you know, with it being walking, whether you're doing a little bit faster paced walking intervals or really just taking a nice leisure walk, um, you know, mental health, all of those things really come into play and it does, it helps you process. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people that run will tell you. Um, and I know walking, like it's, a you can process a lot mentally because you're on your feet, like three miles. If you're not a super fast runner, which I am not, take a while. you're looking at at least 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes, um, and then a cool down and then stretching. So I have to carve out at least an hour of my day, like at a minimum, an hour of my day to like warm up, run, cool down, stretch. Okay. That's a lot of time to process your own thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And that is very, very, very healthy regardless of what you're putting in your body for food during the holidays is being able to process it on the other side through movement is so healthy. And what was really cool for me about the holidays specifically. So I traveled on Friday. What was that? The 22nd? Sure. Yeah. Yes. The 22nd got the miles in before traveling. Great, but had to be purposeful. 
Okay. 23rd, got family members to go for a walk before an event. Tag them along. We're going for a walk, but that was only two miles. Then I did something I've never done before. After the event, we went to the gym and it was amazing. No pressure to like do a certain routine. It was literally, we got to get this extra mile in. It's going to be dark. So like we need a treadmill and B, it'll just feel good to move our bodies. And it felt great because then the rest of the night we sat around as you do, right? Christmas. Nope. Then it was Christmas Eve. I think we all got up that morning and just went for a walk together. I think we did four miles that day. It was great. Christmas. And this is the story that I think really sums up the whole month. It was raining all day. Had to drive back. Do you try to go for a walk in the rain before you drive? Do you drive and then try to go for a walk late when you get back? So we decided, come back. Got back to town at maybe 6.30, still raining, it's dark, so wanted to just like take a shower and like sit down. And I'm like, well, we got to do it. Like, what are you going to do on the 25th? Let it all go. I'm not about that. (laughs) Now I'm far enough along. If you were going to quit or miss a day, do it at the beginning, you know? So we put the shoes on and went for a walk in the drizzly rain at 7 p.m. And it was awesome. Not because it was like, wow, I put three miles in, but because you proved to yourself that you could do it in a situation in which you didn't really want to. Right. And I remember Robin posted about this. She's like, okay, the holidays, literally the holidays are here. This is when it's hard. This is when you have to plan it. You are probably going to be traveling or you're going to be at different houses or whatever. It takes more effort to get it done. But that's where you actually will learn about yourself. And it really wasn't about the miles because like I could make up the miles technically anytime. It was about being like, no, we're doing this. The end. And I really liked that. I liked that lesson that I learned on Christmas. Yeah, mine was not Christmas because we don't really go anywhere. So mine was fine. Like the that, like to me, we're on the downhill slide. Now my kids are out of school. They didn't have, they don't have basketball all this week. We have a few practices next week. Um, but like, this is a downhill slide for me. Mine was like right beforehand. And I remember um, when I had to go do the cooking for um, my daughter's event, parents were cooking this. We had this dinner for her band and choir concert anyways um I was late getting there because I was like I'm running first like for me this has been all about prioritizing what I want during a month where it's usually very much kids and husband first and I'm not saying that I, I made it to all of their events I volunteered for four hours during one of the tournaments I was there for all eight games that the kids sat on you know sat and played for And I was there for all of these things, but I also made sure that I was there for myself, which is huge because um, with my anxiety and being around people, it's, I have to decompress somehow. Um, And it's usually staying up really late at night by myself with it being quiet and doing my own thing. Um, But I also know that if I stayed up late and did that, that I wasn't going to feel up for running the next day, my body wasn't going to recover well. So being able to carve out that time, no matter what else was on my agenda, like very much planning it to like, where am I going to 
do this and have it be the best outcome for me um, has really allowed myself to remember that I can prioritize myself and show up 100% for my family on the same day at the same time, um, which I think for a lot of parents is really, really hard because they feel like they're going to have to drop a ball with the kids. But with the right planning and the right intentionality, you don't have to. You can do it for yourself and also be the parent that shows up for all of the things. Mm-hmm. I remember that day. You're like, I was a few minutes late. And I was like, did you <laughs> die? No, nobody cares. Anyone even doing anything when you got there? No. No. So like, if you were going to be 30 minutes late, that's different. But like finishing up your run and being five minutes late to a volunteer activity, fine. But isn't it wild how your mind tells you, oh, I shouldn't do my run then because I'm going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that we have such different perspectives because you have kids, you have all those kid activities you had to plan around when they have basketball and all the holiday programs and this and that and traveling and Christmas presents and all of this. And all the parents I know, and I will say all have always struggled with where do I, especially moms, I don't feel like dads have as much of a problem, but that's a story for another day. But they have a struggle with where do I fit in the equation and some guilt around if I go first. And I, again, not having kids, it's hard for me to say that I understand, but I do understand that putting yourself first, which I think can be construed as not the right message. I would say that makes sense. I would put it as you're not putting yourself first. You're putting yourself equally with your kids, right? Yeah. As in why would their stuff matter more or why shouldn't yours be prioritized as well? To your point, not that I'm going to the top of the line, cutting in first, but like you have this program matters to you. I also have these miles to run, which matters to me. They're both important. Yeah. And as an adult, you can be much more flexible with your time. You can get up at 5 a.m., which I had to do, and get a run in and get in and out of the shower, take a quick shower so that everybody else can, you know, get in the shower or get in the bathroom before you leave for the day. Right. So again, you're not putting yourself first. You're just prioritizing your needs at the same level as theirs, um, which has been huge for me. And I wouldn't ever say that I've put myself on the back burner but in the situations like that one one day tournament where they played I think it was eight games um between the two eight or nine I don't know it was a lot and I had to volunteer for four shifts which were an hour long in the snack shack so um I had one free hour that entire day and I sat eight like that was what I did um so I had to get up early and run and um that's something that I could have skipped Yep. Or that I could have not done, but it was like, my, my needs are important too. Yeah. And then I could go and I gave myself to my boys that entire day. And I didn't feel resentful. I didn't feel angry. I didn't dread the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to come home and get my miles. And was I tired? Yes. But it wasn't like I was so exhausted. I dropped dead by the end of the day. Um, 
and it's been fine. It's been fine. I've, they've never once been like, oh gosh, we got to wait for mom to get her miles in or we got to rush home to get the miles in. I've planned accordingly. There was one day that um, my son unexpectedly had to go to the dentist and it was like almost a two hour drive and I was supposed to run with my mom and we had to like completely change. So I picked up my mom. We went, we got donuts, the whole thing, because then he had to have a device made. And I had a short time that I could run with her, but we had to run at her house. My son had to, was in her house um, and she lives in a little neighborhood. It's a little bit different than ours, um, but we ran a short loop while he was at her house, still running together. Was that what I had intended? No. Did we have to manage our time really well? Absolutely. But it was fine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it wasn't planned, but I could still make it happen everybody still got all of their needs met and I got to run with my mom and I feel like we always think it's this or that yeah but there's usually always a way to make it work if you just sit down and let it be different than what you had intended it in your mind well and for me sometimes it was not a three mile walk at one time it was like okay go and go for that mile in the morning (laughs) I'm going to take the dog for a half a mile. I'll go after in the afternoon, I'll do a mile and you have to piece it together. And so often people are like, well, if I can't do the three mile walk, it's out. Yeah. You probably could go for a 10 minute half mile walk a few times a day. Like I'm hard pressed to think that someone doesn't have 10 minutes two, three times a day. Like I truly, how much I, this is going to sound so annoying because it annoys me, but I'll say it anyway. How much time do you spend on your phone? How much time do you spend watching TV? Like these things really do add up, but we don't ever think about them. We don't ever say to ourselves, why did you just spend 30 minutes scrolling your phone? No. And the thing is, is people are like, well, I need to decompress. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. you're going to decompress walking is so much better all around for you to decompress. So if you have access to a treadmill, you can scroll your phone while walking. Which I have done. Or yeah. not. Yeah. You can do that. That, that. That's a thing. And you actually don't need as much quote unquote rest as what society right now is telling you. Correct. Yeah. I will also say that if your kids are old enough, and won't complain. I mean, come on now. Of course they'll complain, but like a walk is a really great sneaky way to try to talk to your kids. You know, I had a client who had teenage daughters and he was always like, man, I want to spend time with them, but it's also like hard or they're on their phone or they're in their room or they're this or that. And I said, take them on a walk. Yeah. Like, It's kind of like when you force them on a drive, but now they have phones so they can be entertained. But, you know, have your parents ever put you in a car and then been like, so, and like forced you Mm -hmm. to talk? I have. I have. But like a walk is a really, or your partner or whomever, it's a really great sneaky way to get to talking to people. You don't have to look them in the eye. You're walking side by side, you're getting fresh air, you're moving your body. It's really magical if you can, if you want to invite people into that world for you, maybe you want it all to yourself, but if you're struggling to find the time and you have kids, you know, not like a two-year-old who's going to poop out after three blocks, but like do a walk in which, you know, they'll last, maybe it's a mile, invite them along. 
Yeah. What happens? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, we do the whole connecting in the car thing just because we have school and practices and games and whatever else. But oftentimes you just have to start talking to them. And yes, going on a walk, although they probably will drag their feet and oh my yeah. gosh, we have to go for a walk, you know, kind of thing. Who cares? Who cares? It's so They're healthy for them there. too. And it's teaching them how they can move their bodies and decompress. And it's kind of a sneaky little way to do it. Um, and so, yeah, no, I would agree. Um, we're like 45 minutes in or close to it. Um, what haven't we talked about yet that we want to cover? I remember. I would like. Yeah, ahead. you go. No, you go first. Okay. I would just like to cover the whole expectations of what my body was going Uh, to do at the beginning versus what has really happened. So at the beginning, it was really hard. Can I say what mine is so I don't forget? Yeah. It's about nutrition. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I have to talk about. Okay. Okay. So my expectation was that it was going to get harder. My body was going to feel tired and achy and sore. Um, my pace was going to go down. I was going to end up walking less of the time than more because you hear people talk about if you want to run faster and more, you don't run as often. You should do mostly zone two running if you want to get better at it. Um, and I've just, I've picked some different Peloton classes. I've done the audiobook and I've ran a few times with people. Most of them have been solo, but it's just like whatever I can do to get through these three miles, that's what I'm going to do. I did start out kind of slow. Um, and I actually ran like three days before three for 31, not for the three miles, but just happened to be how my, my exercise was going before I finally committed to it. And I will say that my, my fitness has improved, which has been like, so shocking to me. Um, my Garmin has adjusted my heart rate. So my zone two, uh, range has increased, which is what I've been dying for all of this time. Um, and the runs are easier. I have only had a few days where I've been a little achy and sore. One of them was my foot because I needed new shoes. And so I was just like, screw it. I'm going to go get new shoes before I run. And it was like on a random Wednesday. And I was like, I need new shoes. I'm going because I have to get my miles in. So I went and I got some new shoes. Um, my pace is improving and my body isn't all that achy. Like a few times I'll have like, I've had like some tight calves and Achilles, which I'm not shocked because I've had those off and on throughout my whole entire fitness journey. Um, but it's just like, Hey, I just need to give them a little bit more love. But, uh, my VO2 max has increased, which I've been like, why is it not improving? I'm doing all of these things, but it's the consistent stimulus of the cardio effect, which is actually like, has made it better in the lot in the runs after Christmas where I overnourished myself, <laughs> AKA over eight, lots of carbs. Um, but the 26 and 27, so the past two day runs have felt amazing. Actually the 26 was my fastest run to date. And I ran the entire three miles and I did a Peloton class and I did some efforts in there and I was like, Holy cow. I felt like I was flying. Um, and yesterday's run felt the same way it was on the treadmill and I just like finished so strong and felt so good. This was not what I had expected. I had expected to, to be slower and to feel miserable and to be tired and achy and to not look forward to what my run was going to be and to feel, um, defeated and deflated and frustrated with my running. And it has went the other way. I don't know. 
I mean, even as a fitness professional, I don't really know the science behind it because I do know that doing the same thing every day is not always great for your body in the long term. But I think for the short amount of period, like it has been surprising. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know the science behind it, but it's been amazing and I'm just going to go with it. Okay. So now mostly I wanted to remember nutrition because you had talked about, and I mentioned there are days where I didn't feel as great with what I was eating, but for me, it was no big deal because I'm just walking. I can walk at any time, but for you, I know you mentioned a couple of times things that you had to do to feel better nutritionally for your run, make different choices. Talk a little bit about the nutrition side of it. Yeah. So this is twofold, right? So, um, when I ate like crap before a run, my run didn't feel as good, right? When I ate like crap, I'm talking about like mostly processed foods, which I'm not like super structured with my nutrition, but I live in a really big body um, in the sense that like, if I want to lose a little bit of weight, I don't have to change much because I'm not quote unquote at a goal weight. So I don't, I'm not as strict with it. So when I ate kind of crummy, my runs didn't feel that great. When I ate late at night, I didn't sleep very well. Hence the next day's run felt a little bit more sluggish um, because my body was tired. So I had to really kind of hone in on what am I going to eat when in order for this to feel the best for me not to burn out and for me to want to do it again the next day. Um, But also running makes you hungry and not just like, oh, I, I want like lean chicken. Like, like I crave carbs after a run, like it just is what it is. And so I've kind of had to like forego this idea that I was going to do anything with my body weight, um, during the, during this month, because I'm hungry. Like I am hungrier than when I lift weights. Um, and so a, I just had to make sure that I had the right nutrition and when I couldn't eat super late at night so that I could sleep better so that I could do the next day. And also I just kind of let myself eat when I was hungry. And when I craved carbs, I would just eat carbs because what's the alternative mm-hmm. to restrict so much that then it wasn't a joyful experience. It has been a learning process for sure. Yes. And those are the things that I think are also so important is people overlook Like you could look at three for 31 and be like, oh yeah, you're going to move your body every day or you're going to exercise every day. You're going to run three miles every day. But it's all those other things, how we've learned about our mental health, how you've learned about some nutrition, how you've had to set the plus or minus expectations or just a bunch of things that you're like, I didn't expect to learn that. And when I work with clients, I don't know about you. They're just not as open-minded or they're not as, um, I don't know, like curious. Can I learn about my body? Can I remove the judgment enough that I can just learn? Can I observe? Like, I like to think of myself as being an observer of myself now. Okay. What did that decision? Like literally the chocolate chips I ate before I came, I'm like, how many times do I have to learn that standing at the counter, mindlessly shoving chocolate chips in my face does not make me feel great still learning that lesson many times over. Yeah. I think society has told women that if you do X with your body, you can expect X outcome. Right. So in the past, my idea of if I ran three for 31, how much different would my body look? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
But now I know because I'm not restricting my body beyond a reasonable amount. Um, like I was when I was marathon training that I get freaking hungry. And so the expectation that I was going to lose any weight, no matter what month this was, is unrealistic because running, you need to be, I mean, even if you were lifting every day, if that was something that you wanted to do, um, whatever, like your body needs the fuel in order for you to be able to do the things. And so at no point would me being in a calorie deficit this month, probably feel good. It would be such a mental struggle. And that was not what this was. This was all about, can my body withstand the amount of running? So if I can run three miles every day in December, I can probably run a half marathon, right? It's going to be a little bit more repetitive at one time, but spacing it out, keeping the recovery, letting my nutrition be what it is. Like I could do that. So this wasn't about changing my body's appearance, but it was all about changing how my mind and my body were connecting and giving myself an, an option of, can you do more? Do you want to do more? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to offer as we finish up, maybe some thoughts that we could transition into the new year for people as you know, the time of year comes where the internet tells us we need drastic lifestyle changes. We need to change all of our nutrition and all of our exercise in, you know, one stroke of midnight which also I just want to say for the last probably 10 plus years on New Year's Day, I keep eating junk food. And I don't mean like junk food, like candy, but I purposely eat like chicken nuggets and pizza and things that just you wouldn't necessarily put in your health basket because I don't want to give myself this incredible false pretense that because the calendar turned to January 1st, all of a sudden I'm a new person. I still like these foods. And as I come out of that weird week we're in now, of like Christmas to New Year's, like I'm still eating cookies. But anyway, my point is, as you get to the new year, think about the three for 31 that we have done. Maybe you want to adopt the same challenge and try it in January. There are also 31 days in January. But what could you just challenge yourself to do consistently for 31 days? It might be drink my water for 31 days. It might be walk for 10 minutes a day. It might be to do a stretching routine for five minutes before bed every day. I read this thing that said, you don't wake up on New Year's Day without the same life that you had the day before, the same challenges, the same everything, but yet we think we're just going to change everything in one day. So what would fit into your life, you know, in January that could help you? Yeah. And I will say that I am not going to continue a run streak of any amount in I was January. Gonna ask you if you were going to keep running every day. No, no, <laughs> because this was not, again, this was just testing the waters and just, can I do it? And do I like running enough? I say that I love running, but like when it becomes an actual chore, you know, that you have to do, will I like it? Could I go for 13.1 miles, knowing that the training is going to have to be structured. This is whatever. So um, I don't plan on doing it, but what I do plan on taking with me is the ability to be flexible and to continue to prioritize myself at the same level as the rest of my family. Um, and so you can do something for a short amount of time, learn about your body, what you like, what you dislike, um, and then modify that for what's coming. So 
if you, you know, walking, you could walk every day. Maybe in January, you're not going to walk for three miles every day, especially if your Minnesota winter gets a little crazy, but you could be like, oh, wow, I can prioritize even walking for 30 minutes yep. every day. Like if I could do three miles and it took me an hour, I can do 30 minutes every day. Or, you know, like, how are you going to take what you've learned and apply it? And I think with fitness in general, if you can look at it like that, what did I learn about my body during that strength session? What did I learn about my body um, while I was looking at being in a calorie deficit, while I was, you know, eating all of the food over Christmas? Did it make me feel good? How did my mental health respond to all of the extra carbs or the lack of movement or whatever? Um, that's what we need to look at overall when it comes to fitness, nutrition, and your health. It's not what can you make your body do? But how can you make it all mesh together to where your mental health feels good and your body feels good and you're actually trying to live a healthy lifestyle? Doesn't happen overnight. And like you said at the beginning, like we're fitness professionals. This is what we do for a living. This is how we make our money. And we're still learning about ourselves as we're getting older. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. should always be willing to learn about yourself and open-minded and knowing that your health and fitness can change as you age, as life events happen, as you get injured or whatever, there's always something that you can do. And there's always a lesson for you to learn if you just listen. Yeah. Agree, agree, agree. All right. We should cut ourselves off. Yes, because, well, we could, we do this every time we can chat forever. <laughs> um, but I will say. If you have topics about health, nutrition, mindset, mental health, any of those things that you want us to discuss from our, you know, personal lives and professional point of view, you can always let us know. Come find us both on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Heiserman Coaching and I'm at Tiff Starts Living. And we'd love to chat about it. So let us know. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And I'm sure we will be back for another chat sometime soon. <laughs> Probably. Talk to you next time. All right. That promised challenge update. It is December 31st. It is 2.27 p.m. And I officially completed 3 for 31. My total mileage is 95.4 miles for the month of December. And yeah, every day at least three miles. Some days were a little bit over. Most of them are right at three. Whew. All right. Been there, done that. No, I am not running on January 1st. <laughs> I'm not keeping up the run streak. So thanks for listening to the episode. If you have any questions, as always, reach out to me. Mostly I'm on Instagram, but you can also email me and uh, we can have a chat and I will explain all of the things. I will also be talking more about my nutrition, my supplementation, shoes, the whole nine yards in an email coming out. So look for that as well if you are a subscriber to my newsletter. Mm -hmm.